Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I am the trial judge at this moment. I do not feel that I abuse my discretion when I find the defendant's motion for a new trial on the factual record before me must be denied, and it is so ordered. Alec Murdoch will not get a new trial after a day-long hearing where jurors and the clerk of court accused of trying to sway them took the stand. I find that the clerk of court is not completely credible as a witness. We have the top five moments from that day-long hearing. I'm Anjanette Levy. It's Tuesday, and this is Crime Fix, coming to you from Columbia, South Carolina, right in front of the Richland County Courthouse. Alec Murdoch's bid for a new trial for the murders of his wife, Maggie, and son, Paul, is on its way back to the Court of Appeals after his request for a new trial was denied by Justice Jean Toll on Monday. The decision came after the jurors that found Murdoch guilty of the murders testified. Only one of those jurors said that Becky Hill's comments about Alec Murdoch influenced her decision to find him guilty. Did you hear Ms. Becky Hill make any comment about this case before your verdict? Yes, ma'am. If yes, what did Ms. Hill say? To watch his actions. To watch his actions? What else? To watch him closely. To watch him closely. Anything else you remember? There it is, but I can't remember. Okay, that's fine. Uh, and uh, was your verdict on March the 2nd, 2023, in any way, with any uh, influenced in any way with any communications by the clerk of court, Becky Hill, in this case? Yes, ma'am. Yes, please. All right. Was your verdict influenced in any way by the communications of the clerk of court in this case? Yes, ma'am. And how was it influenced? To me, it felt like she made it seem like he was already guilty. All right. And uh, I understand that. Uh, that. That's the tenor of the remarks she made. Did that affect your finding of guilty in this case? 
Yes, ma'am. But then under further questioning by Justice Toll, Juror Z admitted that she felt pressured by other jurors to find Alec Murdoch guilty. She had actually made that statement in an affidavit filed last year. All of the jurors said Hill's comments, if they even heard them, did not influence their verdict. Of course, the really big moment in this hearing took place when Becky Hill, the Colleton County Clerk of Court, took the stand. At any time, did you instruct the jury to watch him closely and look at his actions? I did not. At any time, did you instruct the jury or tell the jury to look at his movements? No. At any time, as the jury moved to deliberate, did you uh, tell the jury uh, this shouldn't take long? No. At any time, did you tell the jury uh, that the defense case, watch out for the defense case, they're going to try to throw you off, or anything along those lines that was meant to influence the jurors against Mr. Murdoch? No. Hill was also asked whether she had conversations with the foreperson, something the defense claims happened many, many times throughout the trial, including during a tour of Moselle. Um, during uh, the time that you were on the property traveling there, traveling back, did you have any conversation with the jurors where you made any comment about the substance of any testimony or any comment about the merits or the strength of the case? No, no. Uh, did you have a uh, quick comment uh, to the forelady about the, how the property was beautiful and, and there were tree, tea olive trees there that, that bloom and smell good or words to that effect? I did. Then it was the defense's turn to question Becky Hill under cross-examination. Now, let's talk about this book for just a second. It, um, when did you first decide you were going to write a book? I think a thought was there, a very fleeting thought, before the trial. Did you take any steps before the trial or at the initiation of the trial to begin writing this book or working with somebody on this book? Oh, no, sir. When did you and your co-author get together? It was several weeks after the trial. Okay. Did you talk to anybody about the fact you were going to write a book before the trial? There were several uh, anchors and several journalists that I did speak with about the possibility of writing a book. Now, did you ever tell her uh, that you had given a juror a ride home, that you had accompanied Mr. Bill, what's his last name? Bill Polk. Right, did, did you and he took a juror home one night? Did you tell her that? Did you take a juror home one night? I didn't take a juror home one night. Did no, Mr. Sir. Polk, Mr. Polk and you take a juror home one night? No, sir, we did You never gave a juror a ride in a car with Mr. Polk or without? No, sir. Justice Toll actually questioned Becky Hill quite extensively, actually impeaching her on some of her testimony and prior statements. Well, in your book, you suggest that uh, the guilty verdict was what you wanted and you were fearful that, the, uh, that a guilty verdict would not be rendered. You say that a lot about your feeling about wanting a guilty verdict, do you not? I do agree that that is said in the book. And, and part of that is because I think it was a guilty verdict. Um, well, this is way that you were describing a time way before the verdict was rendered uh, when you wrote about those things in the book. Isn't that correct? It is, yes. And you even have something where you say your eyes met with jurors and others at Moselle and y'all had an understanding unspoken 
that he was guilty. You said that in the book, did you not? I did say that in the book, and I would consider that part of the literary, um, the word that we just said. Um, but that, that was, there was nothing spoken with a juror at all at Moselle or anywhere else at the courthouse or anywhere. Um, I think that was, that's, that's part of that poetic license that, that we write to make something more apparent. But at no time did I read or try to read someone else's eyes. And, um, that was just one of those gut feelings that, that I wrote in the book. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shana's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Then the defense called a witness who said that guilty verdict was not just a gut feeling by Becky Hill. It was something she actually wanted to help sales of a book that she had planned to write. Rhonda McElveen is Barnwell County's clerk of court who helped Hill with the Murdoch trial. Before the trial, before you ever, we ever picked a jury, um, did, she, you, did she ever discuss with you that she was going to write a book? Yes, sir. That she wanted she to write a book. Yes, wanted sir. to write a book. Did she indicate what the book was going to be about? About the trial. About the Murdoch trial? Yes, sir. <clears throat> and did she discuss with you, what if anything did she discuss with you, about how she felt the verdict should turn out to be in the Murdoch trial, vis-a-vis uh, -vis in reference to the book, what would help the book? Uh, a guilty verdict. McElveen said that Becky Hill made these comments several times throughout the trial, and she was actually concerned that Becky Hill was having contact with these jurors outside of the trial after hours. Did you have a discussion with the clerk, Becky Hill, uh, about her being with jurors on her own? Yes, sir, I did. One morning I showed up, up to Collin County and I was um, told that she had taken a juror home the night before. And I was in the courtroom and I saw her and it was between the pews and where the back row pews are. And I mentioned to Miss Becky, I said, please tell me you didn't take a juror home last night. And she told me, she says, I did, but I didn't talk about the case. I had a bailiff with me, Mr. Bill was with me. I said, Becky, you don't do things like that. I thought we had stopped everything. It was, wasn't far enough along to really um, cause a major problem, or I would have told Judge Newman. But I thought we had to understand that you did not spend time alone with the, with the jurors. Okay. But in the end, McElveen, when she was questioned by prosecutors, said that there was nothing that she saw or heard that rose to the level of her needing to contact Judge Newman to inform her of Becky Hill's behavior. You mentioned a little bit about... Uh, well, let me ask you this. So there are all these conversations going on, and, and that's natural. That happens, private conversations with court staff uh, behind closed doors. But you never once saw or observed or had anyone tell you that any of those conversations were being shared by Miss Becky with any juror. Is that right? That is correct. All right. And if, if that had happened, 
If you had observed anything untoward or improper going on at this particular trial, you would have immediately gone to Judge Newman as part of your obligation. Is that correct? That is correct. Justice Toll ruled very quickly from the bench, taking just a short break before denying Alec Murdoch's motion for a new trial. Ms. Hill denies A, and so the question becomes, was her denial credible? I find that the clerk of court is not completely credible as a witness. Ms. Hill was attracted by the siren call of celebrity. She wanted to write a book about the trial and expressed that as early as November 2022, long before the trial began. She denies that uh, uh, this is so, but I find uh, that she stated to the clerk of court Rhonda McElveen and others, her desire for a guilty verdict because it would sell books. She made comments about Murdoch's demeanor as he testified, and she made some of those comments uh, before he testified to at least one and maybe more jurors. Despite that, Justice Toll said that she found from the testimony that she heard that Becky Hill's actions did not impact the jurors when it came to deciding their verdict. Did Clerk of Court Hill's comments have any impact on the verdict of the jury? I find that the answer to this question is no. Each member of this jury took their involuntary assignment very seriously. They obeyed the instructions of the court. They obeyed their oath. These good and decent citizens of Carlton County stood to their duty and rendered their verdict without fear or favor. It was a difficult task. Eleven of the jurors very unconditionally said uh, they either heard no comment or if they heard a comment, it had no effect. One juror was ambivalent in her testimony. The defense is vowing to appeal all the way to federal court if necessary. One of the things that was very heartening today was there are two things. The first is that Judge Toll found Becky Hill to be a liar. Okay, that's number one, which means we met our factual burden. Two, she made it very clear that the law in this area is unsettled at best, and that it means it's ripe for appeal. So the facts are settled. Becky Hill's not credible. The judge found, in fact, that the statements were made to the jurors. She just found that we couldn't show prejudice, but conceded that we may not have to show that if she's wrong about the law and the law is unsettled. South Carolina Attorney General Alan Wilson did not speak after court, but he released a statement that read in part, we take very seriously the allegations in this situation. I immediately requested an investigation, committed to discovering the truth, regardless of what it might find. After that thorough investigation and a fair public hearing, it is clear that Alec Murdoch's convictions for the murder of Maggie and Paul are based solely on the facts and evidence in this case. He will spend the rest of his life behind bars because he was found guilty. It is time to move on from Alec Murdoch. So the next step for Alec Murdoch, of course, is his appeal. He's going back to the Court of Appeals to appeal his conviction, arguing that there were mistakes made during the trial and probably mistakes made at the hearing that was held here yesterday. He will also be sentenced later this year in federal court for those financial crimes.
That's it for this edition of Crime Fix. I'm Anjanette Levy. Thanks so much for being with us. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Until then, have a great night. You can download Crime Fix on Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever else you get your favorite podcasts. And new episodes post each weeknight at 6 Eastern time on Law & Crime's YouTube channel. Daniel Camacho does our video editing. Our head of social media is Bobby Zoki. Our senior director of social media is Vanessa Vine. Savannah Williamson is one of our producers. Diane Kay and Alyssa Fisher book our guests. And Brad Maybe is our audio editor.